Welcome to the J.F. Harris Ministries podcast. Join us today as we explore God's Word. We hope this message encourages, inspires, and uplifts you. For more information about this podcast and other valuable resources, please visit us at RedeemedAssembly.com. Now let's join Dr. James F. Harris. One of the things that we have to realize is this. Without trust and confidence in God, you're not going to go anywhere. You've got to believe God. And it's amazing how many people that don't believe God. They believe what they can see. And they believe what people that they can see can do for them. But they have no confidence in an invisible God. But I have confidence in a God I can't see. I believe Him when I can't trace Him. This is my confidence in God. Because sometimes you can't even trace Him. Job said, I tried to trace him, and he said, I went where I thought he was. I couldn't find him nowhere. But all the days of my appointed time, I would wait till my change comes. Amen? Because sometimes he hide himself to see whether or not you still want him. Anybody in here ever had God to hide himself from you? You know, sometimes you can, you could this time you, you, you really go in the room, and he start moving. And then there are times you can go in the room, Search the room, pray in the room, holler in the room, scream in the room, and come out there and still don't see him. But it's a good thing when you can go in a room and you feel his presence coming down on you. And the scriptures start flowing in your mind and God speaking to you through the scripture. But then there are other times you go there, you can't even see a scripture. You don't know nothing. You're just there. You're not a stranger. All of God's kids will go through that at one time or another. So we got to trust him when you can't trace him. You've got to believe in a true and a living God. That He, One of the things you've got to know, if I can't trace him, he loved me. He loved me. I want you to say that three times. He loved me. He loved me. He loved me. I don't care what I'm going through. He loves me. He loves me. He loves me. me. This is the reason why we know he will answer our prayer. This is what he said on one occasion. If you being evil, he said, if if your child was to ask you for a piece of bread, would you give them a stone? Or if they asked you for a fish, would you give them a serpent? He said, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your kids, what about your heavenly father? He's going to give you what you asked him for. You might have to wait on it because, see, the praise of God is not when the organ is hitting and you feel that stuff running all up and down your back and spine and everything you feel real good. That's not when God is getting the greatest praise. God is getting the greatest praise when you don't feel nothing, can't trace him, and yet your mouth is saying, I'm waiting on God. I believe in a true and a living God. Repeat what God says. Amen. Hey! Do you know who you are? And what the enemy does is brings us to a place sometimes we don't even know who we are. Amen. The spiritual man is the person that is living the crucified life. He talks about the Old Testament uh, prototypes. 
Israel, of course, coming out of Egypt is a prototype of a saint of God who is being born from above. You remember, they came out of Egypt. After coming out of Egypt, they came, how did they come? They came through the Red Sea, right? First of all, they got scared. Came through the Red Sea, and the rivers closed behind them. That compares to their scriptures in Romans 6. As many as have been baptized in Jesus Christ have been baptized into his death, that like Christ was what? Raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should do what? Walk in newness of life. So when Israel came through the Red Sea, and that sea closed behind them, all of Egypt should have been left behind them, and now they're ready to live the new life that Christ have ordained for them. That is a type of baptism. The 10th chapter of Corinthians says that they were baptized in the ocean as they came across the ocean. That's why some people nowadays are saying baptism is not essential. But baptism is essential because it, 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 it denounces the old and it sets up us for the new. So whenever you are baptized, in other words, you die. Repentance is death. Once you've died, they bury you in water. Then when you come up out of the tomb, you come up a new person. Egypt is behind you. You are now a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. So coming out of Egypt is a type of a person that is regenerated and coming out from the old life and they're coming into the new life. Regeneration or new birth mix the natural man, a Christian, which takes him out of the nature and put him in a state of grace. So a person that might be carnal, they are still put into a state of grace. I need somebody to stand up and say, I'm standing because I'm standing in God's ability. Amen. And while you're standing, say, can't no demon knock me down. The gates of hell shall not prevail. I got power over demons. I got power over demons. Amen. Now you can sit down. And see, this is what we need to be saying to ourselves on a daily basis. Don't sit around there thinking all this stupid stuff in your mind and don't say nothing. Our problem is we ain't saying nothing. So we don't want to be standing and keeping our mouths shut. We don't open our mouths and say what God is to us. Amen. They are in bondage for 400 years. This is like the Christian who have been in sin all their lives. And God all of a sudden brings them out of their bondage. You can't just sit around and think about it. You got to give voice to the world. Amen. You got to say, by his stripes I'm healed. Sitting in there by yourself. Y'all remember me telling you that time I went to the soda machine, put my quarter in, and I had been saying, I shall suffer no loss. Now, I'm out there and I put my money in the machine. There's nobody there to refund me. And I don't have no soda. I'm standing up in front of the machine. I look around, ain't nobody there. 
know what I did? I said, I shall suffer no loss. And the money dropped out of the machine. You see, you got to be at a place where you look stupid and say it anyhow. You, if you have claimed healing, when you feel pain, you got to confess your healing. You can't say, oh my God. Oh, this all oh, this arthritis. Now, when you feel the pain, I, I'm, I'm not going to tell you not to put your hand on your hip. <laughs> but it said, with his stripes, I'm healed. With his stripes, I'm healed. And then somebody going to look at you and say, you sure look stupid. But you can tell them I'm getting better. Yeah. Amen. It's, and then when you get to the place you don't have no money, the money is funny. Y'all not Y'all don't know about that, do you? Anybody been to the place that money is funny? Then that's the time you got to open your mouth and say, I have everything I need. I told y'all that some time ago. Y'all said it for a little while, and then you stopped saying it. But you got to get to the place, I have everything I need. Here's what? His right hand and his holy arm have done what? Gotten him the victory. If I confess it, he's going to give me the victory. Somebody say, now I got everything I need. I got I got everything I need. It's a big difference in saying you have something and when you're trying to obtain it. I already have it. The more I get out of the way, the more it's going to manifest itself. Amen. All right. Let me get on from here now. All right. God bought them out to bring them in. God bought them out to bring them in. God did not bring them out to lead them out. He bought them out so that he could bring them, bring them in. God bought you out of sin to bring you in. He didn't give you a vacation. He bought you that you can be holy. He said in one scripture, I bought you out of Israel, to, uh, out of Egypt to be your God. God bought you out of sin to be your God. Let God be God. Is that right? And then when God bring you out, stop talking about the good old time you used to have. You keep talking about what you used to have. You're going back to what you used to have. Because you are anything you meditate on, you go back to it. That's why David said in the Psalms, let the words of my mouth and the what? Meditation of my heart be what? Acceptable in your sight. Do Satan brings it back? If you was a smoker, he'll let a smoke smell come from nowhere and ain't nobody around you smoking. All of a sudden you smell, where is this coming from? He's trying to carry your memory back to what you used to have. And when you was out there in the world, didn't nobody try to hit on you. Now that you done got saved, <laughs> you could wear perfume before you got saved when nobody hit on you. But now you done got saved. And people coming out that woodwork trying to hit on you. That is because you might not know how valuable what you have is, but Satan know how valuable what you have is, and he wants to rob you out of that. But you got to say, goodbye world, I'm gone. Goodbye world, I'm gone. Paul said we ought not to talk about those things in the past. 
we need to be talking about those things that are in our future to come. You know the reason why Israel had a hard time coming out of Egypt? They only remember the good things. And sometimes the devil will have you remembering the good times. And you had some good times in the world. Ain't no doubt about it. You had some good times. Yeah, you had some good times. Somebody, is somebody bold enough to just jump to you and say, yeah, I had a good time when I was out there. All right, all right, that's all right. That was all right. You had a good time. And what Satan wants you to do, he wants you to remember the good times. But you forget all the, and then the same one that, that, that stood up for the good time. Didn't you catch some hell out there too? So Israel is reminded of the fish and the loaves and the onion. But they forgot about the time when they had to make brick without straw. And the taskmaster was beating their backs. So Satan don't want you to, he don't want to remember the bad times when you stood on the wall and wouldn't nobody pull on you for a dance. You ought to be glad you're in the church. You don't have to have a partner to dance in church. I ain't going to ask y'all how many of y'all was wallflowers because I know some of you was. You don't put on your best clothes and your best perfume and still want nobody to ask you to dance. Thank God. Can somebody say when they thank God the world didn't go so good for me? Because if it went good enough, I wouldn't be in here today. Hallelujah. Thank God for messing my fun up. Thank God for e-commerce. Thank God for messing my fun up. I wish I had somebody. Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't been in for a while, but I'm almost finished here now. But I would somebody jump to your feet right now and say, I thank God that, I, that, that God messed my fun up. Because if he hadn't messed my fun up, I might not have got saved. But I got sad enough to hear the good news that Jesus loved everybody. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God set up things so that you could get saved. He let the wrong things go wrong for you to bring you in. You're not here on osmosis. You're here because the Father drew you. He sent out cars to pull you in. And he let you have enough bad days so you could call on him for mercy. And when you call on for mercy, he abundantly pardoned you. Israel came out. Israel was only 11 days from the promised land. I told y'all it's morning time. Uh-huh, it's what? Day is what? Say it again, day is what? Day is breaking, it's morning time. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy gonna come in the morning. It's morning time. Day is breaking. Hallelujah, glory be to God. They were only 
11 days away from the promised land. And it seems bad for some of us sitting in this auditorium today. We are less than 11 days away from our blessing. But because we keep the, the devil keep running us in circles because we ain't saying nothing. Hey! We run in circles. And you go into a daze. Sometimes we go into a daze for a week. Israel walked around the mountain for 40 years. Another mistake they made. When God give you a blessing, you don't have to examine it. They were saying, yes, the lane is what God said it is. But the lane got giants. But God said, I only left the giants there because the blessing is so big, they got to keep it till you possess it. This is what God said. God said, I'm not going to drive out all the enemies because if I drive out the enemies, instead of fighting men, you got to fight lions. But he said, little by little, right now, some of y'all, you need to make a step towards what God got for you. It might not be a giant step, but make a step towards what God got in store for you. Looking for on a promotion. Just get up the next, next morning. Just put your clothes on. Dress up. Put a towel on. Even if you got to put it off, you made a little step. You can't wait. You got to do something. Can God do it? Don't wait till something get right. Just move. Just move. Just do it. They sent in spies. Twelve spies went in to examine what God said they're going to give you. Don't question what God said they're going to give you. Just receive it. They went in the lane. The, the, everything God said was true. The lane flowed with milk and honey. They said it would flow with milk and honey because there were bees and the bees, the trees and the, the honeycomb couldn't hold the honey and the honey was dripping from the trees down on the ground. And they had milk, plenty of goats giving milk. And they came back and they had a cluster of grape. took two people to carry the cluster of grape and they said everything God said is true. But there are giants in the lane. Wouldn't you have felt if, if what he told me is true, he can take care of the giants? Look at somebody now and say, God's going to take care of your giants. You just cross over. You can't stay in the gym and try to get strong enough to be the giant. You got to believe God and just walk in there anyhow. Can't no giant stand before me. I got power. I got power. And they stood there. And then, you know, then they want to legitimize it. They said, well, you know what? I don't mind dying myself. But I got to look out for the wife and the kids. Because if we go in there, them kids going to die. They going to sure enough die. And they didn't go in. And this is what God said. God said, because you did not move and you did not believe me, you are not going to get the promise. 
you're going to die and you're not going to get it. And God let them wander around for 40 years until those little babies became middle-aged people. When they became middle-aged people, they went into the lane. The giants are not going to leave until you come. Amen. A giant is over that job you want. A giant is over that house you want. But as soon as you get up and reach it, when you somebody says, as soon as my feet touch Zion, go lay down my heavy burden, lay down my cross, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to shout and tell the story. And as soon as your feet touch it, the water going to part. But you got to get up and do something. Hallelujah. Hey, Pixie, you want to do me a favor? Just this kind of stain up there and just take them little pretty toes of yours and just do like that. That's it. That's all it takes. And when you touch it, the waters will part. You want to, I'm worthy of a blessing. Can somebody say, I'm worthy of a blessing? I'm worthy of a blessing. I am the seed of Abraham. And God swore to Abraham that he'll give them the land. And I'm a seed of Abraham. Not because I'm so perfect, but God made a promise. What is that Hebrews says? Hebrews say about two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie. We may have a long, strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope that is set before us. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. But it's time for us to possess the land. Just because reach out and get somebody's hand and tell them, come, let's possess the land. When, when I'm weak, you be strong. And when you are weak, I'm going to be strong. When you stop talking, I'm going to start talking. Can't get there by myself. But if you'll go with me, we're going in. You be Joshua, I'll be Caleb. Because we're going in. Hallelujah. Get somebody that's talking the kind of talk that you want. Get somebody that's talking crazy. Talking about a car that don't have bus fare. talking about a handsome husband when you might not look all that favorable or a beautiful wife confidence changes you confidence changes you dare reach out for a miracle from the Lord you are qualified you are seed of Abraham and God said I'm going to give it to you 